Before we get started with today's episode, I want to know, are you burnt out trying to hire employees? Or maybe you want to hire employees, but you're just terrified of that boogeyman that does not exist in the closet. Well, this episode is sponsored by my free three-part webinar series, Jump and Scale Your Business. And I would love to see you there. It's a must-have attend if you want staff, you want to grow, you feel like you're held hostage, or you have to high turnover. Signing up is as easy as going to jumpconsulting.net forward slash scale. That's jumpconsulting.net forward slash scale. Welcome to Bella in Your Business, where Bella will discuss anything and everything about your pet sitting business to help you land on target. So get ready. Bella's got your shoot. Let's jump. Hey, everybody. This is Bella Vasta jumping here with you on episode two of Bella in Your Business. Thank you so much for joining me. Today I have a pack session for you and I hope to motivate you, inspire you, and challenge you as always. I'm going to talk about the recap of the awesome Power Pet Sitter series we just had, how to create a howling event in your community. We're also going to talk about how I was able to get 1,714 hits on my website in just one day and I'm going to tell you exactly how you can try to do the same thing. I'm also going to talk to you today about about delegation and also share another personal story about my forever-ending pregnancy journey that seems to be going on right now. So without further ado, let's get started. Last week, I had the pleasure of being the speaker for the Power Pet Sitter series. For all of you who don't know, uh, Power Pet Sitter does an amazing thing for all of their users. Every single month, they have a speaker coming for free to all of their members on all different kinds of topics. The topic I spoke about was really exciting, at least for me, and um, I put together a whole PowerPoint presentation, did it on uh, on Google Hangout, and it's all actually there for you to watch in retrospect if you want to. So just head on over to my Google Plus channel to Bella Vasta um, and click on the YouTube and you can watch it. It was a good hour long. I shared lots of resources, endless videos, lots of pictures, even things like all the invitations that I would hand out in the dog parks or at local venues that were that were participating. There is no shortage of ideas. We talked about everything from dog walking clubs all the way to pet fashion shows uh, and everything in between because... You guys can do whatever kind of event you want. There's also a class that I've taught that goes along with that. It's kind of like the sister class to it. It's called The Nine Elements to Have a Howling Event. And you can find that on jumpconsulting.net, clicking on the services tab. So that was a really fun time. People really enjoyed it. At the end, I actually had to sign up for all the resources if you wanted. I think I provided three pages of just resources so that you get ideas of all the things I've done over the years. I really wanted to give you a good view of what you can do because these these events really bring the community together, give you free advertising, and help you start to build and maintain relationships which are just so important, as we all know. So, moving along, this week there was a very tragic accident that happened here in Gilbert, Arizona, and I use the word accident lightly. 
I personally don't believe that these um, the people that own this kennel facility called Green Acres it really intended on anything happening because as pet lovers, you know, it's very hard to be anything but loving and really wanting to help the pets. But this is a huge, huge lesson in so many different ways that I was really racking my brain to try to figure out. Let me back up for those of you who don't know. So there was this kennel and it was a, what I call a hobby kennel. It was basically a home where they had a separate uh, structure that was 10 by 10. It was a, it was a laundry room basically off the side of their house and the owners of the home and the business, and again, I use that word lightly as a business, they left uh, on vacation and left the, the home and t- over 20 dogs to their 21-year-old daughter and her boyfriend, who happens to be the son of a senator here in Arizona, or a representative, I'm not quite sure, I, I apologize. He... That that really doesn't matter, but of course the news does like to sensationalize that part. I feel bad for that politician's name getting dragged through the mud because, you know, you can only really be responsible for yourself in this world. But, you know, they left and apparently the story changed many times. There's an investigation going on through the sheriff's office right now to try to figure out what's hap- what, what did happen. But one of the main stories is that there was an air conditioning unit inside this laundry area, which was 10 by 10. Um, there was a, uh, air conditioning unit in the window with a cord that went down to, you know, plug in. Apparently the dogs who, this is a cageless facility who were all in this 10 by 10 room, um, overnight they chewed through the wire and the, the the company first tried to tell everyone the next day that the dogs ran away, which that was their first mistake. They started lying about it. Then the story changed that they were electrocuted. And then it was that it was heat over exhaustion because they the, the air conditioning um, went out and uh, the dogs overheated. But that night it was only 80 degrees. And I know 80 degrees for a lot of you, maybe even in the north in Minnesota, you know, it's really hot, but here in Arizona, that's actually pretty mild. Um, we have no humidity and it's, it's pretty dry here. So while it's not, you know, ideal, it's not like sweltering. So the whole story is really fishy and who knows if we'll ever actually really truly know what happened. Um, there's some, uh, people there who have lost their dogs who have gotten together and ordered autopsies on the dog's bodies. Um, it's just terrible. You guys, But the big thing is, is that it's all over the news, the morning, afternoon, evening, and late night news. It's in all the papers and people are rabid when it comes to this story. It's, it's very, very, very popular for obvious reasons. And it's a tragic, tragic story. The problem is, is that in Arizona, at least where these people are, you do not, the the only way to get a boarding kennel license is you go down to the state, you pay them $75, and you have a license. It's that easy. And let's face it, they're not really checking up on these places. So really, any Joe Schmo could go out, grab a license, and that's it. And if you don't get a license, the, the fine for not having a license is $25. There's no regulation that I could find, at least, on how many pets to have in this place. Um, there's no regulation on things like restrictions or barriers, you know. 
by just looking at the pictures, this house has a chain link fence. It's maybe six feet high, maybe, probably more like four or five, honestly. Can't really tell because they're pictures. I haven't seen it face to face. But that's the only barrier that's separating the dogs in this yard from the outside world. I mean, that alone tells you that it's not a professional company. To make matters worse, the, the owner of the company actually went out holding one of her foster children. I guess she has um, eight or nine of them. Forgive me if that number is wrong, but there's quite a few. And holding a foster child, yelling at the media that's all at the end of her driveway, telling them to get off her property, that they don't know the story, that they're sensationalizing it, that they're making her look bad. And she's calling them names. It was, is a PR nightmare. It's on YouTube. In like one day, it already had like 12,000 views. I mean, talk about a way not to handle a situation. So if that kind of gives you a little bit of an understanding of what's going on with this, it was just despicable. It was a horrible tragedy that, that was just compounded by the way that this person chose to try to fix <laughs> And I use that word lightly, fix the situation. So what I decided to do is write a blog because let's face it, um, you know, there's this horrible tragedy that happens, but the thing that really got to me is that all of these people were just like, I don't trust boarding facilities. I, that's why I don't leave my pets with anybody. All this fear that we as professional pet sitters hear people tell us on a daily basis. We hear them tell us things like they're scared to leave their pets. They don't know if they can trust us. They don't know if they're going to have that peace of mind. And imagine all of these families. There's no way they're ever going to leave their pets anytime soon with anybody or go on vacation. It's, it's a really sad situation. I know that I get calls, and I'm sure you do too, all the time of people experiencing these bad situations. So I'm racking my brain trying to figure out what can we do as a professional pet sitting community to try to educate the population. You guys, I don't think we really understand, you know, from, from our business side, we see these rovers.com, dogvacay.com, care.com, city, city sitter.com, all of these dot coms that are starting to burst open everywhere. Hopefully the bubble will burst soon and advertise heavily in different markets. I know they're, they're advertising a lot here in Arizona, The public doesn't understand the difference between a hobbyist and a professionalist. And if there's one thing that you can take away from this podcast today, it's that I encourage you all to get on your blog and start writing. And not just once, but twice, three, four, five times, all different ways to Sunday, every way you possibly can think of, to try to start educating the public on what the difference is between hobbyist and professionalist. Because this company that this this business that I also looked up in our state records isn't even registered as a business, is being touted by the media as a kennel business. And it's giving our industry a little bit of a bad rep or something for people to freak out about. Today is June 26th, and uh, 4th of July is one week from tomorrow. This timing is just amazing because so many people right now, all of our phones are ringing off the hook. People are going away 4th of July. They're wanting to find solutions to their pet care needs. What can you do as a business owner to get yourself out there? 
here's what we did. So I sat down and I wrote a blog called The Six Lessons We Can Learn from the Green Acre Gilbert Tragedy. I took that blog and I wrote out things like, um, you know, the difference between hobbyists and professionalism, the difference between, you know, knowing where your dog's going to stay. And there, there was a lot of other tips, you know, lessons that I gave. There was six of them. And I took this blog and I started going to all of the websites. They started a Facebook group um, to gather everybody together for this cause. And the Facebook group by like in a couple days had like thousands and thousands of people on it posting all over it. Some were horrible things about the owners and other things were just heartbreaking about the dogs. I mean, people are really emotional about this. So everyone's making comments. And what I did was I, I went after some of the comments. I commented back as my company's Facebook page. And then I also linked to my lessons we can learn. Hey guys, this is really horrible. Here's what we can do to help make sure this doesn't happen again. And I was coming at it from an educational standpoint. It's, it's something that you can give to your community. It's a platform that you can stand on as a professional pet care provider in your town, city, what have you. I also took this and I, I found all of the articles online and I saw who the writers were for the articles, the news articles, and I got their emails, and I emailed them personally, not some blanket one, and some, like, you know, you email 20 people, and they all get the same letter. It was personalized. Hey, Jane Reporter, I really liked your story on the Green Acres um, tragedy, uh, titled whatever the title is. I'm hoping that we can help educate the public on lessons we can learn moving forward, especially with a holiday weekend coming up. Here are my ideas. Can we chat? Well, I sent a lot of them out. I got like two replies so far. Maybe I might get quoted in the paper on Saturday. Who knows? Nothing's a guarantee. But you know, I'm at least trying to promote this article that I have. I'm trying to get to sources and say, hey guys, I know that you're you're running low on the Screen Acres thing, but I know that as a news company, you want to keep covering it, but you can't keep saying the same thing over and over again. We have an opportunity with the 4th of July coming up. Let's try to help educate the public on what to look for and what not to look for. Let's try to help educate them on how to really do a thorough kennel search. One of the local kennels actually was um, interviewed here, and I gave him a shout-out on my Facebook page. I said, you know, hey, way to go, Rain Tree Pet Resort, for getting good information out there. And I linked it to the story. Now, are they a, quote, competition? Maybe in some, like, you know, mindsets they could be. But it doesn't matter because we're, we're about the education. And every single one of our businesses, we have the option as pet business owners to, to take something by storm and make a difference or to sit back and let things happen and not take a stand. And I cannot express to you enough how important it is to take a stand in life on not just things like this, but anything in your life. You need to you need to take a stand, and you need to stand for something, and you need to have the passion behind you, and you need to have a platform. This um, what That blog that I wrote and all of the promotion, I'll call it, of it that I did posting on Google+, 
posting multiple times on my Facebook page, on others' Facebook pages. Um, I even recommended a boarding facility at the end of one of them in Scottsdale and said, hey, if you are in Scottsdale and reading this and you really want to board your dog, I recommend Hillside Animal Hospital. And I also let them know that I was, you know, promoting them. Do you know that that blog in one day got 1,714 hits on it? My website's been averaging between two to 300 hits a day right now. It spiked to 1,700 hits. Why? I was relevant. I was offering information to people. I was helping people, and I was, I was giving them something good to read, okay? I'm not trying to tell you to take advantage of horrible situations that happen in your area. I'm trying to inspire you to take, open up your eyes and see what's going on in your community, I was talking to one pet sitter and she goes, oh, well, nothing bad happens in my area. So that's totally fine. How about something good? Like, hey, the pet expo came. Here's five things that I want to make sure you didn't miss. Um, be a, pretend you're a reporter for your own local area. You know, there's so many things you can do. And I'm telling you, if you're looking for more clients, if you're looking to boost daily dog walks, if you're looking to boost kennels service or you know boarding services if you're looking to impact a certain market area your blog is going to be the way to do it you guys it's not rocket science it's really not hard i promise i've got case studies that will show you again on my youtube channel how in two sessions i was able to help a dog trainer and get him more leads than he can handle right now it's not that hard guys you just have to be willing to do the work And you don't have to think of it as, oh my gosh, it's something else I have to do. It's really easy. It's really easy. You just sit down, you start writing, and you know what? It's never going to be perfect. I'm sure I have spelling errors in mind, but you can't let that hold you back. All right, so I could go on and on, but we're going to move on to our next topic. Father's Day. Father's Day just came and passed recently here in the States. And I say in the States because I know there's... Those of you in Canada and in Ireland and uh, in England and Australia, all listening to this as well. Um, But Father's Day just came. And as many of you may know, I'm on bed rest for my pregnancy. So I couldn't really do much. But, you know, I love my family. They make me very happy. And um, I wanted to invite my parents over. So my parents came over and Alex and I offered to, you know, cook spaghetti because it's easy. (laughs) And um, my parents actually said, hey, we have some homemade pasta in the freezer and homemade sauce and meatballs. We'll bring it over, which number one, we're Italian. We always have that stuff in the freezer. Number two, if any of you are Italians, then you kind of know that it's, it's a very religious experience almost. When you cook, you have to defrost the sauce in just the right way and you know, there's there's a certain way of rinsing off the homemade, you know, spaghetti noodles and that whole thing. So I looked at my husband and I said, mom and dad are coming over. They're bringing the sauce, pasta and meatballs. That means that my dad's probably going to cook dinner for us, period, <laughs> because he has a very specific way he likes to do things. And that kind of got us off the hook, which is fine. But what really occurred to me and um, what inspired this this podcast to you guys is I wanted to talk to you about delegation. It is 
so easy for me to delegate things when it comes to business, and it is so hard for me to delegate things when it comes to my own personal life. Right now, um, I haven't driven my car for over a month because I'm not allowed to drive. I have not, um, I haven't done a lot of basic things like even cleaning our house. We have a cleaning lady coming. Um, I just, I'm not allowed to be doing activity and I'm willing to do whatever I have to for my baby girl, but it's very difficult to ask people to do things for me all the time. Things that I could get up out of bed and go walk to the other side of the house and grab, but I'm asking my husband, Hey, can you get me water or fruit or whatever it might be? So I'm sitting in my kitchen and we have a really nice big open kitchen where uh, the kitchen spills off into like a dining area and it's it's a nice place to sit around and entertain. And my butt was parked in the kitchen chair the whole time and every time I tried to get up all three of them yelled at me. But it was so hard like sitting there directing my my parents and saying, you know, where's the scoop for the sauce. It's in the third draw to the right down. Well, where is it? Well, let me just get it. It's just easier for me to get it. No, sit down. It was really, really difficult. And then to see my own mother, you know, washing dishes and my husband drying dishes. And it's just this sense of pride. And I'm sure some of you guys can kind of relate with me, but it was, it was really, really difficult. And I had to keep reminding myself of the reason why I needed to obey the rules, so to speak. And, um, but it was very difficult for me personally. I'm a very independent person as I know a lot of us are as business owners. And I just kind of felt helpless and I felt like there wasn't much I could do. So to combat that, (laughs) I actually, I called it romper room. I took, um, a bunch of, uh, construction paper and you know how you can cut thin strips in them and and then you have these long strips and then you can make like a circle and then staple it and then take another one and circle that so you have all these links. That was my cray paper. Instead of going out to Party City and buying cray paper for Father's Day and decorating the house, I had construction paper everywhere. It was something I could do from sitting down. It was quite funny. But it got me really thinking about our businesses and what we delegate. And I was talking about this in our group. And I really want you guys to understand how much time you can free up by delegating tasks. I want you to think about what your time is worth. If someone was going to purchase an hour of your time right now, today, how much would you charge them? And then you take that and think about how much time do you spend, because you are spending it, on different tasks that you could pay someone a cheaper rate to do that would essentially give you more time in life, you know? And here's some ideas. I mean, these are ideas that were just all over our Facebook group. So some people, uh, they give away the business phone they or the scheduling of new appointments, uh, the accounting side of things or the bookkeeping things. One pet sitter has a staff member who is really outgoing and has the gift of gab. So she sends her out to go pass around brochures or business cards or refill that kind of thing. There's, there's sitters that, or pet sitting business owners that send their staff out on the meet and greet so that they don't have to be doing all of them. That could get really tiring, especially right now, right before 4th of July. Uh, and employee training. Maybe you have an employee that's been with you for a really long time and is a stellar employee, and they can train somebody. They can, they can teach somebody. 
There's lots of different things that you can do within your business to delegate. And I want you to really think about it. This really pertains to burnout. I have been getting more emails this month about burnout from pet sitters than I have all year. And I really think that this can be one of the elements that help with burnout. The burnout comes when you just feel like you have so much stuff to do. And by being able to delegate things, it takes it off your plate, freeing up your time. So I really want you to think about what you can do to start delegating different things in your business life. Or maybe it's things in your personal life so that you have more time for your business life. We all have our unique individual situations, but please understand that you don't always have to play Superwoman or Superman. You're not going to be able to do everything for everybody. You're going to have to be able to say no sometimes. I just published a blog about saying no and how I had to do that fourth quarter last year because I had a lot of personal things coming up in my life and I needed that. So I want you to really think about what you can delegate and how you can get back time because at the end of the day, there is no difference between you and Oprah or you and President Obama. We all have 24 hours in the day. It's just the way that we chose to manage that time. It's the teams that we chose to have on our side. I have the same 24 hours that you have, and you have the same 24 hours that another listener has. How we choose to use our time is invaluable. Sometimes, some of us just need to get off Facebook. (laughs) I know that like right now while I'm doing this podcast, my Facebook and my email are off. I know that when I want to do a blog, I turn my Facebook off. Because I don't want these notifications and distractions coming to me and having to stop and start and stop and start. So really start taking inventory of your time. You guys, I'm going to kind of end it there. We're at about 25 minutes. I promise to keep these to about a half hour or so. I hope I've been able to inspire you and give you some ideas on events, on how to make a stand in your community and try to you know reuse the news for your benefit. And I also hope I've given you a little bit of inspiration about delegation and how to manage your time better. As always, you can always reach me via email at danielle at jumpconsulting.net or going to jumpconsulting.net. I'll talk to you soon and always keep jumping. Thanks for jumping with Bella in your business. For more information, free articles, free coaching sessions, and more, go to jumpconsulting.net. And remember, Bella's got your shoot.